are listening to Oversharing with me, Tawny, and her mom, Maria. Welcome to your new safe space where there's no such thing as TMI. Hello, welcome back. Hi. Over <laughs> Oversharing Thursday. How are you doing, girl? Um, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm stressed. Yeah. And I have a little bit of anxiety. Okay. But it's my Friday, and I don't go back till Tuesday, so... That does help. Yeah. Oh, shit. Monday's a holiday. Yeah. I keep forgetting. So... I never know what day it is. I get that. (laughs) Me either. Or, like, the number. And I write it all day long. (laughs) Yeah, I check it pretty often. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I just forget it. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm okay. It's definitely been a long week um as much as we prefer light topics Mm. i feel like it would be careless and irresponsible of us not to mention the shooting that happened in texas this week um i mean i think we've been pretty clear about where we sit politically and for anyone who doesn't think this is a political issue you're being silly um i urge you to reconsider uh I was I was thinking this earlier as I'm looking on Twitter at everybody's responses and stuff. It's so interesting to me now to be older and to have social media and to have the reach that we do and being exposed to so many people in other countries. Because as a child, the way it was taught to us, the way history was forced on us is that America was the land of the elite and that we were so above everybody else. We had everything so figured out. And it's pretty crazy now to have access to people of other countries. And, and get the truth. And, and learn that. Learn the truth. We, this is a fucking shit show. It is. This is a shit show. And that there are people in other countries who aren't dealing with this. Right. That is wild to me. It, it, it's, it is wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just... You know, when... When we were looking to move here, you know, over into New Jersey, you know, um, and I was talking to people about it, I would get so many comments. Oh, it's a communist state. It's this. It's just awful. And and I do. And I and I love living here. And I love the idea of their strict gun laws. Yeah. Because that protects me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It it protects the kids. You You know, it protects people. But. What happened yesterday and last week, you know, in, in Buffalo, I just... What keeps happening? I just I mean, can't. I remember... They they gave a list by state in alphabetical order of how many states have had mass shootings, and it's sickening. It is sickening. I remember, I still have flashbacks to the day Columbine happened, mm. you know, and that's the first... I know, obviously, there were so many before that, but that's the first one that really sticks out in my mind and I remember the news and the panic and the upset and all the crazy shit that came after it all the things that they blamed you know like video games and music getting into the the minds of the youth and rotting them and oh man I just don't understand like it would be silly to say that we don't have a mental health crisis in America like that's apparent you know but it's also silly to think that other countries don't have mental health crises other countries that aren't having these mass shootings you know what i'm saying um so to act like it's all on the person and the guns aren't part of it is so confusing to me and then it also i feel like the argument is always you know we have to protect ourselves okay i okay all right even if we entertain that but it's not even just a gun it's an ar-15 that's i don't understand the reason for any citizen to have a an auto, a semi-automatic weapon. They cannot identify some of the bodies. It's crazy. Like, what is the need for this weapon ever? You know? I, 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 right. And I think the disconnect is a lot of people that are more conservative, they think that Democrats want to take their guns away. No. I don't care to take your gun away. If you pass all of the criteria that we're looking to set up, then you can surely have a gun. But I don't understand why it's so easy. And for anyone who's going to say it's not, like... I can't tell you the amount of people I know who have guns in houses where there shouldn't be guns, 
or there's laws being broken by gun ownership. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's common. I had to wait 90 days to get my tubes tied in the state of, of, of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania yeah. in Philadelphia because they said I was too young to make that decision yep. at 23 years old. Mm-hmm. 90 days. The mother of two. Make them wait 90 fucking days. Do you really need that gun? I mean, yeah, even... do you really need the, your tubes tied? <laughs> like, for I'm not no, trying I... to be, you know. I know. I know. I, I just don't fucking get it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, when you really peel things back and you start just looking at the facts versus the facts, it doesn't make any sense. Like, we are living in a country where Republicans just voted against. Um, getting babies formula, yep. you know what I mean? But they also, like, want to force women to have babies. Like, right. have more babies, but we can't feed them. Like, I, I just... They also want to stop birth control. Yeah, of course they, they do. They also want to hold you in the state unless you produce a negative pregnancy test. What kind of bullshit is this? It's so crazy. Like, to me, it doesn't I think, feel real. I'm like, exactly. I was <laughs> just getting ready to say that. I'm thinking, like, what like, what the fuck? Yeah. Is it something in the air? Are they making, like, is this what really that, happening? What was that movie with Jim Carrey where it was, like, he didn't know? Oh, The Truman Show. Remember that shit? Yeah. Yeah, we're on the fucking Truman Show. Like, we're all... No, this shit's crazy. It is. It's pretty wild. And um, this is the... Uh, if we can try to move away from it it's tough but i do want to mention also how desensitized we all are like the fact that you know 19 children and a teacher were killed this week and the news broke and then everyone was supposed to go about their day and continue working oh yeah and continue producing Mm -hmm. there's no time to Mm -hmm. mourn to grieve there's no time to even wrap your brain around the fact of what just took place and that alone, and they want to normalize that yeah, that alone like as a society is is so scary like i remember in 9-11 like the world shut down as it should have but that should be the case every, every time yeah. every yeah. time there should yeah. be this much outrage and the fact that at this moment guns are now the leading cause of death in teens and children is just absolutely heartbreaking and to see the people in power parading around with their families and their children holding rifles and their christmas cards and saying that guns aren't the problem people are like you guys are the scary ones (laughs) ted cruz said we all know this could have been worse what was the bitch on abc the other day who blamed covid what the covid was to blame for all of this because people have been locked in their homes that's that's why he did this and that it's inevitable and that we should expect more of this to come she did say that she said we should expect more of this to come talking about our children abc news it was i was appalled it was i remember one of my kids that i nannied when he was in preschool and this is a, a private christian preschool do you know what i mean in a really good area and still they had to do you know shelter in place drills and active shooter drills and i picked him up he's a four-year-old at the time and he says you know we had to practice being quiet we had to practice sitting against the wall and getting under our desks in case a bad person gets in the school and wants to hurt us like why were those words ever coming out of my four-year-old's mouth and now i think back and i'm like wow he's 10 now and this is the shit that he has to absorb on the tv and he has to just live with the fact in his head that oh it's a possibility that i could get shot at school it's a possibility somebody could want to hurt me and my friends like what the fuck is that correct what is that i don't know how do how are we just trying to normalize this and then they want to then they want to arm the schools so now you have people standing outside of schools so what's next now now you have gunmen outside of the grocery stores outside of the, the but, churches and you know what the problem and is and i don't want to walk around with guns everywhere no i don't either that i doesn't don't fucking feel... want that so it's the same people who you know freedom 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 they can't invoke on my right are basically like creating a very militant environment and not only should to. there be a, a mental health check, but there should be 
one required yearly because anything can fucking happen in a year shit changes for real like this is this is crazy it is crazy the the things that you have to think about and 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 wait time on you know what i mean like getting a procedure done you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it's but a gun will put it right in your hand an ar-15 i don't I'm, I, I'm not against guns. I, I have shot guns my guns. whole life. Yeah, you grew up with guns. I, had, I did not. I had fully loaded shotguns at my front door mm-hmm. from as small as I can remember. How old were you when Grandpa like taught you? Like, did, When's the first time you remember going over and like learning the proper oh, way? I probably had to be about six or seven. I, I mean, young. Mm-hmm. Young. And it was like... They were shotguns. They were yeah. huge. And I was I was just a little tiny thing. But he explained everything, you know, and it was about our safety. But we were not allowed to play with guns. The right. bottom line is, this is here for safety. There were about four of them. Yeah. He I'm, also he also killed your food. He he did. <laughs> like was it like a legit Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, we we yeah. Um <laughs> but and it never occurred to me to go over and touch it. Because you were told not to. I was told not to, and I was told that that is for my safety. Right. It's not a toy. Right. Yeah, so it's interesting to me when you see it's it's happened more than once with Republican, you know, in in fucking power positions. I use that term lately. You know, flaunting their children, holding guns, and they're so proud of it. And I, I grew up... See, because you had that experience, like, we were always taught... We didn't have guns in our house. You know what I mean? Like, as violent... Thank God. But, like, as violent and wild as my dad was, like, he truly believed in one-on-one, fist-to-fist combat. Yeah, no weapons. He was an aggressor, but... No weapons. He didn't believe in weapons. You know what I mean? I'll just kick your ass with my hands. My brother (laughs) was the same... Yeah, my brother was the same way. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I've been in situations... um, like hunting he didn't even like to hunt because the idea of killing animals wasn't cool with him but we knew obviously hunting has a background hunting Mm -hmm. has a reason and there's people who do it Mm -hmm. because they 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 eat yeah yeah. (laughs) and 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 i have friends that do it and they they bring over the venison and 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 i'm i would never want to take someone's rights away i would never want to say there's just different i just think that you're every you know what it's a fucking rule. You need some rules. The rules I mean, are everywhere because I, people fucking break them. You yeah, need some rules. You do. You know what I mean? And you know, and it's weird the things we make rules about. But I can speak just for myself, like in our lives, there's people I know that have guns and it doesn't phase me one bit. I can be around them. I can be around their sure. gun and it doesn't make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But there are also people in my life who have guns and carry guns and it makes me super unfucking comfortable Agreed. because I've seen them in action, you know, mm-hmm. as a person for many years and it 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 doesn't make me feel good. It just doesn't make me feel good. Right. You know, but I was also again grew up in an environment where it's like that's not necessary. Like that exists for the cops, that exists for the military. And mm-hmm. even that like my, my dad was one of those where, like, he's like, even that's extreme. Like, I don't feel like the cops need that. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, that, but that's that's the kind of household that I grew up in. And right. everybody has different feelings about it. But what the fuck happened in Texas is just... Awful. Devastating. It is. I remember, and I can still remember Sandy Hook. Like, I just... <sighs> and it's just... It... Oh. I know. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. That that is part of my stress. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Um, and and I what I'm not even over what happened in Buffalo. I, that yeah. I didn't even get through that yet. Not over what happened in fucking Vegas. Like, mm-hmm. and we had family. You know, the boys were there, and yeah. and you know they they heard things that happened, and just thinking about that and that. The trauma, yeah. like, and the fact, and that's like the decent, the desensitization. I can't even say it again. I'm all tongue tied, but you know what I'm saying. We're trying to normalize it, and you know, we get to a point where we don't realize how much trauma we're really being exposed to around the clock. Like, yeah, it's a lot, and mm-hmm. then you're expected not to be reacting to it. Right, it's crazy, or people react in wild ways, and I don't know, man. Well, but wow, we definitely need, you know, 
a better mental health system, you know, <laughs> and I'm I'm not turning this into a mental health no. issue at all. That's it's a sep- not, but it's a separate issue that matters. It, 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 it does, and I just wish the the senators, the people making these fucking laws, were less greedy. Were less. I, I don't know. It's less- just less white less uh, all something. of it like, yeah. I mean, like i mean thank you I, I, the the lack of fucking variety and originality no around empathy. here there's no empathy no they you know and, and the, we've and the idea that i'm supposed to follow what you believe in i can't do it right you know you can believe in whatever you want just don't bring it yeah, on don't me don't bother me yeah yeah i mean and we've dealt with mental health crisis firsthand you know my brother struggled with addiction and there's a lot that goes into it and it's really really hard to get help and then when you do get help you know it it, for for the mental health professionals that are dealing with you this is their in and out this is their every day they're seeing this shit all day long but like for you, for the person on the other end, this is the worst day of your fucking life. Like, this is the most knots your stomach has ever been in. And they're so... Not all of them. Not all of them. But a immune, lot of times... It's, normalized. They're, they're so immune to it mm-hmm. that they treat the family crappy. And right. then the whole situation just feels so yucky. You know, the help they need is not actually gotten because most of these systems are set up that they're released within three to seven days because of their rights. You know what I mean? They can't be detained and unless they're fucking arrested, right? It, we'll just throw anybody I, I in jail. I think there's a checklist of questions on the intake if they'll even accept them. You know, uh, yeah, your and, brother knew he was in a crisis. He knew it. But he also knew what the fuck to say to make himself seem a little more present than he mm, truly was. Gotcha. And unfortunately, I think that's common too. A manipulation. I think so many people that deal with these mental health you know, struggles on that magnitude where they do find themselves, you know, requiring emergency mental health care is that they've been through it so many times and they've been let down by the system. Like people that have repeatedly had to go back into these hospitals or they've been forced into these hospitals against their will, it doesn't feel good to them anymore. Like how can they trust anyone? They're not actually getting help. Right. And then if you do toss in the element of addiction, you know what I mean? And someone's altering their reality which is already a little skewed mm-hmm. due to their mental state like it's just a, a fucking a mess it is that's an absolute mess and there's not resources but i can say you know for our situation um it's gonna sound like sharp and cold the way i say it but i managed to do in less than 24 hours in new jersey what I couldn't get done for about 15 years in Philadelphia. Amen to that. Um, regarding Amen to that. my brother. And I mean, that alone, the treatment we received from people in New Jersey, granted the lack of follow-up, you know, uh, by both sides, exactly. the lack of follow-up by both sides uh, has us where we are now, but the response and the kindness and the urgency the compassion that we were yeah. met with by the police. Yeah. And, and and that Paul was met with. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was... We went through some really, really scary stuff, and it's it's touchy, but I know we're not the only ones, you know? Yeah. And, and that, that makes it hurt more. It does. I remember a time, though, when I thought I was the only one. Like, I remember being in the heart of being the sibling of an addict and really feeling like, geez, like you were also the daughter of an addict and the daughter. Yeah. 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 And those are such different emotions, you know, and it's interesting because that's something we eventually had in common too, because you were looking at my brother's addiction from a mother. So Mm -hmm. there's so much, so many emotions that I felt that you couldn't vibe with, you know, like my anger, my resentment, you know, like my feeling of like, just get your fucking shit together. Like what is wrong with you? Like you didn't have any of that because this is your child. Yeah. You know, and then eventually you went through it with a sibling and then you were kind of dealing with the same um, thing with your mom that you and I were going through. It, yeah, it was, 
yeah, life did did a complete That's wild, yeah. A complete circle on us and I did go through that and you helped me get through that and then you explained both sides to me, you know, um like yeah, your gram was looking at it as a mother. Yeah. She has a completely different lens. She can't even get in our shoes. Yeah. You know, and And she wasn't helping. No. She wasn't helping. The, the her. parents usually don't. Yeah, you well, know what I mean? Like, I do know what you mean. The parents are typically the biggest enablers, but of yeah. course of course they are. Yeah. Of course they are. I mean, it's all it's all super scary. And I'm just thankful that we're getting to a point somewhat in society that it like if we're gonna normalize anything like normalize talking normalize being like hey i struggle with addiction hey i have anxiety hey i have depression hi i've tried to kill myself like whatever the case may be like i i feel better that people are talking do you know what i mean Uh like i'd like to see kindness normalized wouldn't that be great i'd like let's talk about that what are some things that we should normalize boundaries we definitely should normalize boundaries (laughs) don't touch me don't fucking touch me don't touch me don't raise your voice at me like why do you right like just be nice be nice why not Mm, mm, mm. and it it's crazy to me because it starts so young it does it starts super young like one of my kids is that i've nannied you know throughout their life is 12 now so i had a conversation with them this week and the bullying Mm -hmm. you know they are being bullied and it's about their height you know something they have absolutely no control over and I just don't understand. Like, why is that even a thing? And and the point that I tried to make to them, I was like, you know, have you ever heard mom and dad sitting around talking badly about people, talking about their bodies, talking about the way people look? And they were like, no, of course not. And I'm like, yeah, the kids that are treating you this way, they come from homes where it's normalized to rip people apart, to talk about people's appearances, to make fun of each other. And and that's and that sucks for them. Yeah. Like I know you feel shitty now, but trust me, that happened to us exactly. Like trust me, you're in the power position because you come from a home where that's not allowed. Do you know what I mean? And and even when I was there, you know, full time, we didn't do the the picking on each other. Like that is not allowed. But There's I, no reason for it. I come from a family where it was fucking encouraged. Do you know what I mean? Like people having have nicknames they don't want and things were made fun of that shouldn't have been made fun of and looking back now you know i'm sure i took part in it i'm sure i've heard my cousin's feelings at times you know Mm -hmm. and now i look back at it and i'm like why the fuck was that regular like why are we so mean Mm -hmm. why are we so mean i have body issues because of that yeah (laughs) me too you know (laughs) i'm sure every woman in our family yeah i do whether she wants to admit it or not but all of our bodies were constantly being critiqued. Mm-hmm. And why? I, don't like, know. I remember, like, the body critique for me started as a small child, mm-hmm. you know? And it's crazy to look back at so many instances where I was like, oh, my God, like, I was so tiny. Like, even, like, my junior prom, I remember at the time just feeling awful, you know? And I had been beaten down so much about my appearance. And growing up, I grew up in the 90s you know the early 2000s like thin was the thing to be Uh, paris hilton lindsay uh, lohan do you know what i mean like hillary duff was the big girl back then do you know what isn't that crazy (laughs) chonky yeah she had (laughs) hips even though she was a teenager Uh do you remember though or like and it's so wild like thin was the thing and if you weren't right and if you weren't chooses that if you weren't thin, you were less thin. Right. And it, it really does. It, it gets it gets inside your head. And then I look back, like, my junior prom pictures, and I'm like, what the fuck mm-hmm. was I thinking? Mm-hmm. Like, who convinced me? Right. Who convinced me Everybody, that I didn't look good? Right. <laughs> there was something mean, wrong with my body. Mean people. Yeah. Ourselves, my it, family. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, ugh. It's tough out here. It is. <laughs> but I do like it in New Jersey. <laughs> I like it in New Jersey. I like the idea of normalizing kindness yes. and normalizing boundaries. What else should we normalize? Smiling. Smiling only if you feel inclined. Okay. You can't force people to smile. You're right. You know? Genuine smiles. 
Use your yeah. fucking... Can we normalize using your fucking blinkers? Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Even though I commit that offense, actually. Do you? So, yeah, now, I feel like, now I'm, hip, I'm hypocritical. That's fine. I do it more... But not if there's nobody behind me. Do you know okay. what I mean? I'm one of those. All right. Like, I'll slide on over if nobody's really around. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but blinkers are a great way to communicate. So but, let's yeah. normalize communication when mm-hmm. we can. Definitely normalize communication. Speaking of communication, so... I have a friend who is in an, a long-term relationship, I'd say. I think they're going on two years, okay? So they live together, not married. They are in couples therapy. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about being in couples therapy? Yeah. I think As it's, a non-married couple. I think it's great. Okay. Do you think you would have felt that way back in the day? Yeah, but I didn't have a spouse who was willing to communicate. Yeah. He didn't want to be found out. I didn't know it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really even know what addiction was. You, you know what I mean? I didn't know what all of that was. I didn't know mental health issues. No. I, was, I was 20 years old. Yeah. I feel like it's weird to say that stuff didn't exist. Obviously, it existed. But yeah. I mean, well, we really didn't have access to the information, right? And and I wasn't one of those kids that sat in front of a TV. And, yeah. You know? You weren't Remember I was out stealing cars and smoking pot? Smoking pot. pot. <laughs> Yeah, well, we remember. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, though, it's, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know, you know, and, uh, but as it went on, I saw the cycles, and that's when it's scary when you hit on the mark, you know what I mean? And then those cycles start closing in, so if something happened every year, now it starts to be happening every six months, but when it starts working its way down to weeks, you're like... Fuck. Yeah. You know, so I just, I just can't believe the way things have changed. Do you know what I mean? I don't even think that things were ever great. Oh, no. I think we're just seeing more. I'm seeing more and I'm, 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 I'm hearing more and yeah. I'm, we definitely have more exposure to things and that I'm we out didn't there have and before. I'm, and I'm out in the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But. It can be real ugly. Yeah. 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 It's scary. I could easily <laughs> keep myself planted. You know what I mean? Like, I'm... Away from people, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, well, all you got to do is open up Twitter, and then you're like, oh, my God, people are so scary mm-hmm. <laughs> and mean. I don't want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. But then some of it is so great. Like, there's... It's, yeah. it's crazy. Oh, the amount of information. I don't know. But so my... Anyway, where we were going, where I was going... The couples therapy, they said they've been met with some pushback. Like that if you're new, that new in a relationship and you need therapy, then it's an indication of a problem. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know that I can agree with that 100%. Okay. Because I think meeting someone and spending more time with them, I mean, you're going to have your differences. And just because you're going to couples therapy doesn't mean that you're not necessarily meant for each other. Maybe it means you need to understand how, how to treat your partner, you know, learn about them more. And I think that's what it could be just therapy. Yeah. Also learning about yourself. Exactly. So I would applaud that. I would, I'm not, I don't know if that would have changed my life. Yeah. I mean, I applaud it too. I applaud any type of therapy. Um, I yeah. applaud any type of... Massage. Self-work, yeah. <laughs> self uh, self-help. Like, I encourage people to, you know, face their traumas. Obviously, you know, if it's emotionally intense for you, then do it safely and properly. But... I encourage all that shit. Like, I don't understand why people wouldn't want to be better people. And you want to know what else fucking kills me? And I'll tell you. It kills you. <laughs> so as a single woman, and I've definitely had more single years than years in a relationship, okay? Okay. But one of the things that people love to fucking tell you when you are a single woman, they tell you that you need to love yourself first. Love yourself more. If you mm-hmm. love yourself first, love will come in, okay? Right. I'm not saying that they're wrong. Okay, law of attraction is real. If you put something out into the universe, you will reflect it back. Because if you're creating those boundaries where you will only accept a certain amount of respect and love for yourself, you're not going to allow someone in who's not giving that to you. Like, that all makes sense. However, not a fan of the implication that everyone in a relationship 
loves themselves right or has done work on themselves right or is in a good place mm-hmm. i gotta tell you like it's the people i know that are in relationships i can agree that i are, already know where you're going that yep. are more resistant to fix and work on themselves than my single friends maybe it's because pressure's always put on single people to like be better if you were a little bit better you'd find love so i don't understand why there's like a like a hierarchy right like it's like once you're engaged you you've reached a new level and then if you're um, married you've reached a new level it's like people think that if you've achieved this goal that you've reached a new level but of success that's, and that's but that's if they i feel that comes from a place of thinking that you need to be married and meet all of these milestones but isn't to that alone an insecurity yeah feeling as if there's things that you have to do to yes. meet a certain criteria like yes. that alone is an insecurity yes and i feel and, and like these girls oh i've been dreaming about you know my wedding and my why yeah why did you spend all of those years and you didn't even do your 20s like i got pregnant in my 20s i never went out yeah. I, you know what i mean like that, that was, was actually mine. a huge issue in our relationship when i was yes. in my 20s like you, i couldn't i you couldn't genuinely, identify you couldn't identify with my behaviors and you genuinely resented me for yes. them like yes. you didn't like that i was spending my money you know to vacation or no. to drink you didn't like that i was out all night you didn't like that i was dating multiple people like that didn't vibe with you and it was something we had to work through and it was actually gail uh gina that right. was on the podcast before who gail who said to me you know she's she's angry like she sacrificed all that and even though it's not your fault right you're attached to that you're right. attached to that pain and, and i don't even know that it was that i sacrificed it it's just that i didn't understand the desire mm-hmm. you know i didn't understand but i also wasn't really looking at what was truly going on and but what... I, but you also in your 30s had mm-hmm. a huge chunk of time where I you were did. doing all of those I, same things i turned around that and i did, did it. in my 20s mm-hmm. no that was that was later mm-hmm. like i i did them after you did them. right you know right. what i mean but like you did them in your 30s but mm-hmm. you already had two children so mm-hmm. it was like and i and i said that to you was, i was contradicting right but <laughs> i also said to you i said would you prefer that i would have already had children in a failed uh-huh. marriage before i went out and partied because that's what you did exactly like, and you were like well you little fucking bitch but <laughs> <laughs> but it was 100 percent. Right. it was like facts yeah 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 you yeah know? like it's just a new perspective yeah. that's how i always used to get myself in trouble guys because i don't mean to be as sharp as i am it's just that when i spin things from my perspective it comes out very I can come. It can come out very cold and, and like almost sarcastic. But like, I, I used to, I believe I used to find it disrespectful. Yes, I could. Yes, there you but go. But there was a time where it turned and it became something I hoped for. I was wishing for you to, you know, you always show me a different way. Mm-hmm. And then when I have an experience or something or I'm involved in something and I'm telling the story you know if I'm telling it from my perspective then you'll sit down and say okay and you'll show me the mirror of what I did and I'm like oh that's painful but I do enjoy that I want to hear that feedback I love that spin that you put on it because I don't think that my mind works like that yeah it's it's funny because I have friendships that thrive on that, on my delivery mm-hmm. style, and then I have friendships that suffer due to it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even though they know what to expect with me, it can still be hard. Well, you're a matter of fact. Yeah, it can still be hard to communicate with me, and I try to stay aware of it. Do you know what I mean? Because especially, Carly won't care that I, I name drop her, but especially with Carly, like, I can be so harsh with her, and she does always have to tell me, like, okay, like you're being mean and I'm like I'm not being mean like I'm telling you the truth and she's like yeah but for me that's mean like right. dial it back but, you know? that, but, but that's what it is you're she, telling the truth but this people is, don't want to hear the truth and this is why I love her and it has shown her growth because the fact that she even still comes to me with things knowing that I'm a hundred percent gonna give her the truth like usually she'll be like all right I have to talk to you about a b and c and I'm like I'm just letting you know I probably don't agree with you like <laughs> she comes to you for help exactly and that's it, why she comes she wants to learn you know what I mean? And 
she she's been learning a long time. <laughs> she, but she slowly but surely she applies. Yes, you're doing you're doing great, Car. You are. Hang in there. And we love you. We do love you. I know it's tough. <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> but yeah, it's but I think all of us have people in our lives like we know where to go if we just want to be fluffed and like hear what we want to hear. We know where to go if we want to be hyped up, you know? Yeah. And I think that growth and maturity is, is going to the person who's going to give you the truth. You know, it's not because there's times in my life where I'm like, Oh, I'm definitely going to this friend because I want them to get behind me and we're going to fire this thing into a whole fucking volcano. And Mm -hmm. it's just going to be a mess. Whether it it be pettiness or dumb shit, (laughs) you know, I can be very petty. I remember I would probably do that with my sisters. I have three of them, so that is crazy. And a sister-in-law, a couple sister-in-laws. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I would. Uh, same thing if I had a story to tell, you know, or gossip. Your sisters and get you all riled up. Yeah, yeah. I knew the ones that would agree with me, mm-hmm. and that's the first one I called. <laughs> Aunt Sissy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a, just a different I relationship. Know, I know. Well, that's because. I, uh, she kind of raised you, she though. Did. Do you know what I she mean? Did. Like, she's she has more of, like, a motherly, protective, overlook you vibe. Mm-hmm. And But she comes to me for matter-of-factness. She does. Mm-hmm. She does. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say, because Aunt Bonnie's real protective of you, too, but it's different. That's yeah. like scrapping on the schoolyard protective. Yeah, that's... Where Aunt Sissy's, like, go to the principal office. <laughs> right? Yes. Protective. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely different. Yeah. <laughs> Denny's a protector, too. I mean, everybody is a protector yeah. when you really hurt someone they love, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even when you don't, yeah, even if they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I've protected people who are wrong plenty. A but. whole bunch, more than I'd like to admit. <laughs> so who do you go to for fluff? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, I genuinely, like, I, I don't, I don't think, I mean, unless there's people in my life who aren't being honest with me and I don't know it. Okay. That's okay. I guess okay, that's a possibility, enough. right? Fair enough, yeah. Um yeah. but I don't think I have anyone that I go to with heavy shit or shit that matters. Right. And they're not honest with me or, you know, they fluff me. Fluff me. <laughs> <laughs> I was really just being a smart ass. No, I know. And I, I went, love that you thought so hard on it and answered it, but Oh. That was a real question. <laughs> I think a major part in healing and self-awareness and growth and stuff is like true honesty with yourself and I think that is really difficult and really scary and I think that's the component that people struggle with do you know what I mean like even if you figure facing traumas what you're really doing is facing the truth of what happened to you right and that is really painful and really scary especially if your brain has protected you for a long time and kind of blocked it out or rationalized it right it can be difficult you know to be like oh shit that happened to me and it made me feel all these things and then you have to process each of those emotions right in addition to the thing that happened to you and we've talked about this but i have such a lack of of memories in my past. Yeah, that's you know? scary. Yeah. And sometimes I think to myself, maybe I don't want to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not really sure what, but this is helpful, you know, having these conversations more and more. Yeah. You know. I think I understand both sides of it because I'm someone who over the past couple of years has really dove into it, but I understand not wanting to. But I think the plus side of doing it is, once you start to learn your triggers and once you start to unravel why they're even triggers, you begin to be able to combat them. Do you right. know what I mean? And and they don't fire you up anymore. Mm-hmm. And one of the big ways that I was able to do that actually is through shadow work, which I guess would be, if you're thinking from a psychological perspective, it would be similar to like PTSD work. Right. Um, which can be rough so enter at your own risk but the idea of shadow work is basically learning to accept all of those emotions that we were taught were bad and shameful Hmm. like what's something that you have felt and then like felt bad for feeling that way like oh i shouldn't be feeling that way like anything any even if it sounds awful um (laughs) i think sometimes when i'm doing well in life i sometimes i felt like 
you know, not to flaunt, not to... Ooh, that's a good one. Like, you don't get to celebrate your wins. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to always be humble. Yeah. Which you, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you can't even really, like, revel in what you accomplished. Right. And what, what do you think, why do you think you felt that way? Because other people around you were struggling, so you didn't want to feel like you were rubbing in their faces, or is it just something in you, like, that you don't feel like you should be able to celebrate yourself? I think it's a combination of both, mm-hmm. but um, in my marriage, I was always told that I'll never be anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would never be anything. I would never be anything without him. Nobody's going to want me. Yeah. I mean, I learned that that was just him being mean, you know, and trying to hurt my feelings. Well, that was him beating you down to keep you in the relationship with him. Well, if he can convince you that no one else wants you, where are you going to go? Yeah, I mean, but, I've been there. You know, um, I've learned since then that none of that is true. You know what of I mean? <laughs> I remember, too, as a kid, just even things... So I remember when you finished EMT school, mm-hmm. right? And he got you... Like, gold necklaces, statement necklaces were so in, and he got you a charm Mm -hmm. that was, like, the EMT badge. Mm -hmm. But then the engraving on the back said, I knew you could do it. I was so fucking pissed when I read that. So, like, even that, how how did you feel? Why did you feel that way? Because he made it so hard for me. Mm-hmm. I had two children already. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was working full-time night shift. Mm-hmm. I was trying to go to school because I didn't I didn't want to stay in the department that I was in. You know what I mean? I was looking to move over to the nursing side. And make more money. Yeah. And um and it was less physical. <laughs> yeah. Or so you thought. Yeah, a different ty- <laughs> a, a different, different type of physical. A different type of physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he just made it hard for me. He made it, more, made it hard for me to study. He made it hard for me to, you know what I mean? He didn't help me flexible my schedule. Yeah, yeah, but I did it anyway. And then he would say, that, that's why I did it. That's why I was hard on you, yeah, <laughs> to make sure that you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, to make mm-hmm. you fight harder. Fuck you. A big fuck you. That was mean. It is mean. I I remember that. And I, I remember when I published my book, I um <laughs> I said that I said that to, to one of my friends. I said, you know, my dad is so out there and so manipulative. Like if we had a conversation about the fact that I published a book, he'd be like, That's why I did all those things to you. That's why I was rough on you. That's why I abused you. Because so I you knew because there was something special in you, and I knew I had to bring it out. Like, I knew you were a writer. That would be his congratulations. Mm-hmm. Like he would take that from me. Do you exactly. know what I mean? And like uh-huh. my brother drew the cover of my book, and and we joked about it because I'm like, and he would say to you like, you got yeah. you got that from me. You got that. You know, because they're both yeah. artists. So. It's just, you know, you don't get to own anything with a person like that. Yeah, but on the and flip it really, side of it, mm-hmm. pr- like, my mom would try to, like, every time I told her about a new journey I was moving on or where I was trying to, even when I was trying to go back to school after having two kids, probably because she knew what type of relationship I was in. She yeah. knew it. But... I think it was her own fears that she tried to fear me out of it. You can't do that. Don't, you know, you're just, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And I'm like, I have to do this Mm -hmm. because if I do this, I'm stepping up and stepping out. I was trying to get out of that fucking hole I was in. But she, she always, I don't even, there's a term for it. Um, And the first time I heard it, I was like, oh my God, that's what she did. But any time I would try something, any time I was going to do something, like, I'm going to buy a new car, I'm going to, anything. There was no, like, oh, my God, like, you know, what's going to come of that? Or what color are you going to buy? It was always something negative on why it couldn't, it couldn't work. You did that to us. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. You know what I mean? But, like, as yeah. I've gotten older... Obviously, I saw that Graham did that to you, and that's where you got it from. And I knew it didn't come from like a mean place, but Ugh. you definitely did that, you know, to us as kids. Like, Fear. But, but I think what you said before, like that you felt shame in, you know, recognizing your accomplishments, I think that ties into it, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is the fact there's so much that goes on in our family and our lives that is minimized. 
Yeah. The things that should be celebrated, the things that should be a big deal get very minimized and little and they're not, that's just regular. Do you know what I mean? Right. I mean, even in society mm-hmm. that happens, mm-hmm. like people aren't properly celebrated for their wins. And then there's people who don't want people to win because they think it means it's a loss for them, you right. know? Mm-hmm. But the only way you ever lose at anything is if you're not fucking trying. Right. So like, it's all about a mindset, mm-hmm. but that's a tough one. What is like, what's another feeling that you felt shame for feeling? Oh my God. Sometimes I, sometimes I felt shamed for feeling so strong. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I wished I was a little more vulnerable. Okay. You, you know what I mean? I um, don't think it's fair to say that the opposite of vulnerable is strong. Well, for me. I get what you're saying. Like, I know for, what... For, for me. No, I but, know what you're saying. Like, yeah. I... I speak your language. Like, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, you wish you wouldn't have been such a tough exterior. You wish you wouldn't have exactly. come off so cold and you would or have allowed armored. yourself to be more vulnerable. Yeah. My, my correction, you know, like, I, what I mean is, I don't think, I think as a society, we pretend that strong and vulnerable are opposite. Right. When in reality, it takes a lot of strength for to a be person vulnerable. to be vulnerable. That's, yes. that's what yes. I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and and again, I like to see the spin you put on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> there I go again. No, but it, a learning leave. experience for all of our listeners. Okay. Right there. I hope so. You know what I mean? Or just Tony run in her mouth, but hey. either way, either way. No, but I, because I, I agree with you. I understand what you're saying. And I feel like I got, I took that. I love hearing I you talk. That. So you, you've been talking my whole life. Yes. Started <laughs> I started talking. very early. Yeah, you started talking at about 10 months. You started walking at 10 months. You were in your first beauty pageant at a year. You won it, you know what I mean? Your parade. Like, you were just... um, Like, the biggest thing in my life. Yeah, that's pretty you, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I fucked it all up. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I feel great about that. That feels so good. (laughs) I understand what you're saying about the vulnerable, though, because I feel like I kind of got that from you. But I got that from my mom. Yeah, for a long time, I thought it was better to deny my feelings, deny myself to feel at all. There there were so many times... So someone couldn't hurt you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There were so many times where I put myself in situations where I absolutely was getting my feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. But... Or that I absolutely should have spoken up for myself and I let a situation yeah. go to shit because I I didn't have any boundaries. You Me know? too. And looking back, I'm like, man, I could have changed the trajectory of so many things. Right. Just by, you know respecting myself a little bit more in the sense to be like nah not dealing with that you're either going to do this this and this or you don't get this this and this you know but you really did change the trajectory for me you changed it for my life yeah you know and my brothers um, i'm sure and 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 your brothers what he's doing with this time i don't know that's his yeah but i know what i'm doing with this time yeah you know um some days are more struggle than others but I'm an effectser. <laughs> no, for real though. No, I know. Like when you're saying, "Oh, you need to feel that." I don't feel shit. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel shit. I was stressed earlier. Yeah. But that's you know. It's interesting. I, I, I feel like the way that I feel things has changed. Um, I don't know if it's all the weed, you know, mm. that I've partaken in mm-hmm. over the past couple years okay um or I was thinking the other day maybe it's just because I definitely consider myself an empath right okay I know some people yes. aren't into the term but I'm very very sensitive you know I really intuitive. am I'm very intuitive I kind of see things before they happen sometimes I pick up on a lot of stuff that vibe I pick up on a lot of stuff yeah and it can be exhausting we've We've made changes and plans based on your feelings. Oh, absolutely. And then realize later, thank God we, we didn't, didn't do go. That. Yeah. Like, that's happened so often yeah. with you. Um, I, I'm used to it. It it used to creep me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I sometimes I still use the term creep 
and it's creepy, and I don't mean that no, in I a know. derogatory way at all. It's just different. I don't have that ability, or maybe I have it, and I haven't figured out how to Tune find in, it yeah. and use it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I like what comes out of your mouth <laughs> sometimes. Cool. So I consider myself to be, you know, empathic and, or, just, or at least very sensitive and, um... I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so the way I feel things has changed. I don't know if I've just become more aware that I'm like, okay, that thing is really sad, but you don't have to sit in that right now. You don't have to absorb that. And I think for a while I was wondering if I was just becoming numb to everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. for instance, even when when Graham passed, like I feel like I handled her death so much differently than the many deaths I've handled previously. But then I'm like, you've also never been a 33 year old woman before, you know, like you've also never had this amount of logic to understand the situation that we're really dealing with here with her death. And, and I don't, maybe I've just gotten to a place where I'm able to reason more and maybe I can be more sensible because I've created all these new boundaries. I'm not so clouded by, emotions that aren't really serving me you know exactly I can I can identify with that because I did not I mean I cried but I had my guard up so high at her funeral it was just such a uncomfortable place to be yeah I I had my armor you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and so I was there was no room for vulnerability for me even even at a loss of my own mom yeah you know, because that was that that was just wasn't a safe space. I think. How sad is that? My mother's. I know that is sad. It wasn't a safe space. But you make an interesting point that clearly something that you've actually what you said is that you felt shame for like being cold and coming off strong, you mm-hmm. know, but what really you feel shame in is being vulnerable. There you go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. look at the way you framed it, mm-hmm. that you're ashamed that you came off cold. But really, you're ashamed that you couldn't be vulnerable. Yeah, from that, I, that's yeah. What, yeah, I, yeah. That's the angle you should mm-hmm. look at it from. And and that also comes with my job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's there's no room for vulnerability. You know what I mean? Um, I don't have to be... Let's just say... I I keep a guard up. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I can't get hurt. Yeah. I mean, I think most people do. I think especially men are taught, you know what I mean, to keep a guard up because men are taught that they're not supposed to have emotions. So God forbid you actually get yourself hurt and then you have to deal with your emotions when everyone around you your whole life has told you that you're not even supposed to feel anything. And then women are dealing with the opposite problem because we're taught that men don't feel anything. Right. So we go into relationships with men thinking that they're cold and they're callous and that they have no, you know, emotional processing. But then really what you learn is that they're full of emotions and they're full of insecurities and they're full of struggle and they're full of not knowing what the fuck is going on. Do you know what I mean? And I do. That's why my, like my last relationship taught me so much about myself and about men and about a whole lot of th- about being vulnerable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even though it didn't go the way I would have preferred, um, the fact that I was able to get myself to a place where I was truly peeling off those layers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And even though he wasn't there, I'm like, you survived it though. Like, look, you went in with full transparency, you put your feelings out there and it wasn't received the way you wanted it to. And you're fine. You are. Yeah. You got through it. Yeah. <laughs> and I can identify with that. Um, I, y- you know, I have a friend that lost his wife years ago and he didn't feel like he was allowed to cry. Yeah. He didn't feel like he was allowed to let it out. Imagine that. He said, like men don't cry. Men don't cry. Death. And I'm like, well, but you can. Absolutely This can. is a safe space. You can. Mm-hmm. And it, he just, you know what I mean? So that, that it, that's sad. It is sad. I it's mean, hard. I didn't cry that much because I'm on effects, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but then on the flip side of that, like, I dated someone who was, like, a legit, 
that's not fair. I can't diagnose him. But this man told me he was a narcissist in the very beginning. And I'm like, he's so silly. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, you're not. You are not. You are not a narcissist. Watch me fix you. Watch yeah. me make you not a narcissist. <laughs> right? But he was really next level. And he would do the opposite. Like, he would use his tears and use his emotions to fucking manipulate me. Mm-hmm. Because then I'm like, oh, my God. Here's this sad person like and he's so damaged and he has so much trauma and all those things are true but like i can't fucking do anything about it because Mm -hmm. he's not gonna fucking do anything about it Mm -hmm. but it really boy did i get myself in a mess Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's tough and being in a relationship with someone like that is tough and then you bring in the mental health you bring in the addiction and oh my god this is awful but the amount of times that he would threaten to hurt himself or kill himself if I didn't respond, if I didn't stay with him, if I didn't immediately be by his side, like, that's a lot. And it's tough because the people around you are like, well, he's not going to do it. And it's like, that's too much weight on your it's shoulders. Like, yeah, probably not. But do you understand the burden that is on me that's right now lot. that this person is putting their fucking well-being uh-huh. in my hands and I'm already emotionally unstable because we've been together for a good amount of time and you have me completely fucking broken down i have a girlfriend who's going through that she's been going through that for about 10 years yeah every time she's like i gotta get out of this he's like i'm gonna go myself it's so hard to get out of these situations it really is and people minimize that alone like the 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 way that domestic violence and abuse is looked at in society is no so i'm not saying she should stay right but that tactic puts such a weight on people's shoulders. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But I can tell you, I've said to her... But because of that, they're both mentally unwell. Exactly. But I have said to her, you know, if you really feel you need to get out, then you get out. And if, you know, if this is something he's going to do... But when someone has done that to you for so long and you're... Like, what people don't... You're conditioned. First of all, the one thing that people forget is that abuse doesn't necessarily mean that someone put their hands on you, right? Correct. Gaslighting, manipulation, cheating, lying, um, isolating you, uh, minimizing your emotions, dismissing you. Like, all of those are not, abuse not, tactics. Not giving you some, you know... Not meeting your needs when yeah, they've made promises to you. Like, that's abuse. Like, withholding not, from someone. Not giving you food, not feeding... Yeah, like, like, they're... That, yes. That's... All of that is yes. abuse. And yes. that takes place on a lot of levels. And it's so unfortunate. So many people are living in situations where they are being abused, but it's like, that's the baseline for regular behavior in their lives. They have no idea because I was one of those people. Like there was physical abuse with my father. There was physical abuse with my brother. There was physical abuse with my ex-boyfriend. And I was still in my late twenties before I was like, Oh shit. I was fucking abused. (laughs) Like (laughs) one of the things I didn't realize is how often I was held a hostage. That's fucked, isn't it? I had no idea that was the term for what was going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Being locked inside of a room yep. and kept there for hours. You and- know what's so... You say that, and I had a flashback. There was a show on MTV for a little bit, and it was, like, about um, kids who grew up with, like, the mafia. Like, okay. mafia oh, kids, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So in the one episode, they're all going up the mountains, and the one is the daughter of, I can't remember who, but um, I think Sammy the Bull is her grandfather, actually, now that I, like, I think it clicked. But anyway, her and her boyfriend had, like, a toxic thing going on. They're all up the mountains, so they're in a room with the camera crew, but he closes the door and then stands in front of it, and then he also puts his arms, like, up over her, so he, like, kind of barricades her in with his body. And I'm watching it, like, oh, here, this normal crazy shit, like, another one of these couples and the cameramen get involved which is so unheard of for reality right. tv like that doesn't happen people don't normally step in and they're like you cannot do that to a woman like you cannot make someone feel like they cannot escape a situation like you are barricading her in and i'm like oh shit you know what i mean like obviously you know that's not okay but when you're around it and it's so common you don't really accept that it's that bad like that's a really bad thing to do to someone and yeah. to have done to you it's really bad and i have i have phobias of of like having my hands behind my being back restrained because he would always restrain me always and he could hold my arms behind my back or above my head with one with yeah. one hand yeah you know what i mean and like completely just 
it was awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they know what to do. They yeah. always know what to do. That's mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. That's why an abuser loves choking. Right. Yes. They fucking love choking. Mm-hmm. One, because it takes a whole lot of force and damage for it to leave marks that are going to last more than a day. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They know the right amount of pressure, the right spots, when to let... And, and I've been in this situation, like... You really, you don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you're in that moment where you're being choked to the point where you're like, holy fuck, like, they're really about to do it. Like, you know all that, those threats are finally coming around. And you're you like... That, that moment when your legs are off the ground and you're held in the air really high I, by that, I was on the I was on the ground because he had his knees on my arms while he was choking me. So, Son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's all ugly. It's awful. <laughs> yes, but I do know that feeling. Yeah. And sometimes you just say, just fuck just do it i dare you that was me that was i was one of those motherfucking misery do it i've said we're in your house motherfucker try me (laughs) no i know and it's awful like even having those reactions is awful the fact that we both have those stories and so many other people have stories like that is awful so funny because as i was putting my hand here around my neck when i was envisioning you know what was happening to me in the past when we were just talking I realized I was grabbing where I'm having problems swallowing, and I'm thinking, did that motherfucker damage, damage something? My esophagus? I, I had times <laughs> after with my ex where I was, I like for days, like it would be hard to swallow and stuff. And I'm like, what if he did though? Like, what if he like damaged something and I have to go to the doctor yeah. and tell what happened? Right. It's and not bad enough. You're damaged in, in, in your in head and yeah, in your and heart. In my spirit. Yeah. <laughs> People really underestimate the way that abuse breaks you down. They really, really do. Like the things that you will tolerate and go through because you think that you're in love or that you think and, this person will get better. It's, it's, and I think it's rough. We forget how resilient our body really is because when we're going through these traumatic experiences and you know always you know not wanting to come home after school or go home after work yeah so much of that you know all of that yep. just attacks your gi system and your immune that system it, it does and it affects how you use the bathroom whether you the way your brain operates the way you you either have diarrhea or you have constipation, constipation or you're moving back and forth that's all your body's reaction to everything you're going through and i'm so glad i have some peace now don't get me wrong i have constipation at times (laughs) like emotional or physical probably a little of both but i'm on effexor so the emotional is not so bad (laughs) i'm probably just shoving it down i hope effexor should sponsor us i mean you've literally said their name four or five times listen to me when i tell you this and you've you i've experienced it so go off experience it on a day day i i i i know i used to fly off the handle okay you know i mean i'm Effexor has not only helped me in my home life, in my relationship with you, and, you know, helping me with all of the side effects, you know, from, from the tamoxifen, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm a better boss. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just nicer. I mean, you've also done a lot of work, too. I have. The Effexor hasn't done all of it. You're but right. I, but taking the edge off is important. It, That's why it I does smoke take, It does take, yeah. right. It I get does it. take the edge off. Yeah, absolutely. It gets me at a point where I could sit, I don't ha, I don't feel that need to react. Yeah. I don't feel that need to respond. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting there with something and they just say something really fucking mean and really stupid and then you look at them and you're you like, let them be mean okay. and stupid. Yeah. Right. Let them. Yep. All right. Whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick before we finish up for tonight. Tell everyone what happened to you at the ENT, like what you learned. Because I promise you, you are not the only person who has been struggling trying to swallow pills. Oh, no. No, seriously, talk about this. So, (laughs) over the past couple of months, I've been having this weird experience of when I'm trying to take my pills. And I take pills every morning. I used to take five. Two of them were supplements, but they had to stop. Now I just take the three two are capsules one is a tablet it's not coded okay that's the tamoxifen oh yeah and i have to take it daily to fight cancer right right to <laughs> block my hormones block your horm- right, yeah. because my my cancer is hormone yes. fed which still freaks me the fuck out like my own body did this to me so fucking weird um 
Anyway, I have a problem when I'm, sometimes when I'm taking my pills, you know, I'll pop the first one in, it'll go down to the back of my throat, but the water that I'm drinking to get it to go down Mm -hmm. comes back out my nose Mm -hmm. and then back out my mouth. Sometimes the pill goes down. Sometimes sometimes I end up choking it up. Yikes. Rarely, rarely do I actually throw up from that. Right. But But it can be like a trigger to throw up. Yes. Yes. Because you're gagging. Yeah. But you still have to take that pill. Yeah. I don't get an extra one when the coating's already off and I've spit it out. That's why I go right to the sink. I have to literally pick that pill up and fucking take it. Ew, and then they're all like soggy. And I have to take it. Yeah, you have to take it, I know. I, you know what I mean? Like you, that's not a pill that you can miss doses. Right. You know, the Effexor or the Prilosec, I, I could, that's fine. I yeah. want the Effexor, but you know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying. So I, I went to the doctor and there's something in a flap you know, that's just not working correctly right now and could be a side effect from the radiation. Um, but he did, uh, he sat there and showed me, got me a cup of water, you know, and showed me how to do it. And it's the exact, the 100% opposite of the <laughs> way that I was doing, doing it. Yeah. And that's exactly what I said to him. He went through his whole process and I'm like, I'm doing the exact opposite of that. So he said, take your pills you know, sip some water, throw the pill in your mouth and bring your chin down to your chest and swallow. And I thought, what the fuck? And because that's not what I do. I, I just checked to see if I could even do that. <laughs> I throw the pill in my mouth, throw my head back and I sip my water or pour my water bottle in. And what he said to me is when you lean your head down, you're, you can force the flap open. Yeah. When you throw your head back, you're closing the flap. So you should just be able to take a bill, pill without throwing your head anyway. Right. But my flap doesn't always work. Yeah. So. Epiglottis. Yeah. <laughs> I learned how to swallow. Oh, my doctor taught me how to swallow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he taught me how to swallow without choking or regurgitating. A pleasurable experience for everyone involved. <laughs> Well, on that note, <laughs> uh, I hope everybody's hanging in there because we know it's fucking tough. I'm definitely in a better mood than I was when we started. Well, there you go. We so, did. So thanks. It helps us. So thanks. So that's a win. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you again next Thursday. Bye. Bye.